everybody. Welcome to Listen Money Matters. The early bird gets the worm, but the early investor gets the wealth. My name is Matt, and I'm here, as always, with Andrew. Andrew, how are you, and what are you drinking? You sound a little different. Uh, but Do I? <laughs> uh, as always. I'm, I'm good, man. I am drinking out of a glass that you told me the name of, and I, for, I forget. I'm going to say a beer champagne flute. I believe it's pronounced Teku. Teku. It's, it looks... It's, it's spelled T-E-K-U. I, I had to research this for that beer project, so... I, yeah, I got a bunch of beer glasses. They're fun. I got a, va- a Vander Geneist or something. Vander <laughs> Geneist. And it's, a, uh, it's not just a sour ale. It's a Flanders mm. sour ale. Dude, a Flanders sour. You, nice. I, do you know what that means? I do. I, I don't. I just. It sounds it, cool. It's just a good. I just a good red red sour ale. I like them. Ah, because it says then it says like hyphen red brown and uh, yeah. I feel like it's everything that I want. I love sour beers, but I love like ales mm-hmm. and it's just kind of. Mm. What are you drinking, sir? I am drinking my. Uh, I I saved this beer. It's the one can I have left. It's a, a brewery called Outer Range. Uh, they're here in, uh, well, not here, but they are in Frisco, Colorado, which is the town next to Breckenridge. Mm. And all they do, all they make is IPAs and Belgian beers. That's mm. all they do. They're a small little place. They make the best beers, I think, in the country. And this is called In the Steep. It's a IPA, and it's a double dry hopped IPA. What did you, you, since you're like a beer pro, what does double hopped mean? Hmm. Double dry hopped. So it means they add um, hops in during fermentation, like directly like after it's been boiled. They add hops in, but they do it twice. Ah. So two big post-boil uh, additions of hops, and it gives it like basically hop smell. Like a, and, it, and you can see it's cloudy. I don't know if you can see it. I do. Cloudy, this yeah. Yeah, so this is like the new – not new, but like a couple years – uh, it's called a New England style APA. That knowledge will super help me help me in all the parties that I don't go to. Oh, okay. Yeah, I will make yeah. sure to well, tell my cat all about it. <laughs> <laughs> you're in the prime, li- dude. Uh, are you? Cl- you're close to a brewery called Other Half in Brooklyn. Mm. You should try going Cl- there. Close is relative, like yeah. distance wise, we're really close, but it'll take me like an really close. Hour if and it's a, a thirty minute, thirty minutes. Yeah, Shit, yeah, I'd yeah. be there all the time. It's what it, it's what it said on Google. Mm. I looked it up. Man, it's Ubercopter. What's Ubercopter? Is oh, you don't you don't take helicopters everywhere? Oh, no. dude, you got to get some of that blog oh. money. It's really good. <laughs> that blog cheddar. Yeah. So, what do we do? Um, you you read how does this work? <laughs> you read the questions, and and we'll, uh-huh. we'll talk about it. Um. All right. Well, first, before I do mm. that, uh, we have a, today's catchphrase was. Uh, sent in via email. That's yeah. that's what we know. And uh, but but here's the thing: if you want to send in a catchphrase, I I highly recommend that you join the Listen Money Matters community on Facebook by visiting listenmoneymatters.com/community and send in those catchphrases because we will read them and we will have attributions, meaning we will shout out your name, your if your you Twitter handle, your your hand, yeah, whatever you want, your Instagram. Thing. Yeah, your gram, gram yeah, life, that, that's whatever you want. 
Yeah. Well, it is only if you IGTV us, though. I don't accept anything you else. You have to IGTV us. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, dude. You got to Vine us. Yeah. Yeah. I heard about that. A millennial told me. A millennial. You're a millennial? You're a millennial? <laughs> Technically. The tail end, yeah. right? You're technically a Xennial, I believe, because that's what I am. <laughs> that's that's lit. That's super lit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, calm down. Don't right. be extra. Okay, that, okay. That's all, like today, that's all, is that a that's thing? all I got. Keep it 100, yeah. bro. All right. Sorry, I'm drinking. We're going to do five questions today. I'm used to drinking alone. <laughs> what is this show about? <laughs> uh, five questions today. Five questions. Mm. Are you ready? Because this is, this is coming hot. Hot off the presses, right into your ear holes. I was born ready. All right, man. Uh, okay, question number one comes from Jason from Utah. Utah is a neighbor. Neighbor uh, to Colorado here. My employer offers a 401k, and we have the option of either putting it into Fidelity or a TIAA account. Initially, I thought I would go 50-50 with each. However, in my mind... It seems that having it all go into one account will be better because there's a larger lump to gain interest on. However, if both companies perform the same, would the 50-50 strategy yield be the same amount of gains over the long term? So, Dude, I read that, I read that perfectly, did, by the way. You did. Your enunciation <laughs> is on fleek. Fleck. I fleeked the <laughs> hell out of that enunce. Um, so person that's sitting on the other side of the mic what do you think what do i yeah. think uh so what i think is i would put it in fidelity because i know what that is and it for me i would think if it's i would think i would go with whatever was simpler so if it's simple to have it in just one account mm-hmm. uh and his logic about if it's all there you have more in one uh in one bank I, that makes sense to me, but if it's easy to do a 50-50 split and one outperforms the other, then then you would can you move them back and forth? I don't know. Um so so I I think the the response is like akin to like I opened a Bank of America savings account and they're paying me uh-huh. 1% interest and I open a TD account and they're paying me 1% interest. Like yes. I mean it's the same it's the same thing. And so um these are are like Brokers are like buckets, so it really depends what you put your money in. And mm. so, one, I would put it all in. So, I mean, maybe uh, I would put all in one place, and then uh, you know, invest in multiple funds in there. Throughout, yeah. So, because they're all going to be ha- they're all going to have the same funds, right? So, like TIAA and Fidelity are going to be basically investing in roughly the same things. Fr- Almost certainly not. Uh, the the one thing with four hundred one ks is like uh, some random person like approves it, and they're often like so the fidelity funds probably have high fees, you know. But the, like they'll they'll do the four hundred one k for the company for free because they get like the benefit of having your money in their funds. Right. Um, All right. So so what's what do we get? What do we? What's our uh where are we landing on so, this? So um, I think it doesn't really matter. I mean, well, actually, it might matter because the fund selection could be better in one or the other. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that it's better with Fidelity. They also have a sweet app. Their, their site's awesome. Yeah. Um, would you recommend, as a hypothetical, would you recommend he starts with a 50-50, sees how they're performing in maybe six months to a year, and then if one is outperforming the other – 
then only focus on the one. I'd say I'd say to to your initial point, keep it simple. I would choose one. You know, if you want to really dive in, you could look at like the funds on each and and look at the fees. Uh, people like mm, look at the fees. Yeah. right? the fees are the most important because at the part. end of the day, a lot of these things are going to be not all, all the funds are not going to be that different. They just have different names. Yeah. All right, I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. you good. You good yeah. with that? Uh, I love right. my answers. <laughs> <laughs> I love myself. All right. We're going to question number two. And why did you? Mm. I left that in. The top Thanks. part. All right. Well, this question comes from. All right. Here we go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to attempt this name. And uh, I apologize if I butcher it. Babatundi. Shikoni. I think you nailed it. Shik- yeah. Babatuni Shikoni. That's what I'm going mm-hmm. with. If I butchered it, please, <laughs> please let me know. All right, question number two. Hey, guys. Sorry, I didn't mean to give you that voice. <laughs> <clears throat> I, I so immature. Yeah. Hey, guys. I'm a new listener to the show, and honestly, I love the content that I hear on every episode. Thank you. Uh <laughs> I don't know why I lost. I, I think you were hoping I would just... say something. But I wasn't <laughs> I gonna know. give you I think I was trying to think of something and it just didn't didn't work out. All right. <clears throat> I met an individual who was involved in Forex, all caps, F-O-R-E-X trading. He gave me a lengthy elevator speech about how it works and how he makes X amount of money doing it, and I should come to his event that he hosts to further explain Forex trading. Do you have any suggestions about this particular investment? Is it worth the time for me to go tomorrow, or should I just keep... Well, <laughs> at this point, she, they probably are. Sorry, right. dude. Uh, you're well, screwed. Yeah, sorry. Uh, or should I just skip it and do more research on how I can reduce my credit card debt? I already know the answer. <laughs> I searched on your website and didn't see this, so maybe you guys could cover it on your show. If not, it's cool. Keep up the great work. And look forward to hearing what you guys are drinking next. P.S. If you want to start looking into drinking beer, where would be a good place to start? Also, if you want to look into healthy beer, do you have any suggestions? Okay, so let's start with the first part, and then I'll get to the second part. All right, so um, you said you already know what what he should. Well, I know the answer, which is B. Pay off your credit card debt. Yes, well, definitely pay off your credit card debt. Like, holy shit. Um, so, like, in, in order of answers, one, pay off your credit card debt. Do, yes. don't, two, don't attend any guy's seminar. That never ends well. <laughs> There's never been a seminar that I went to, and I was like, oh, wow. Like, this is really great. Let me tell all my friends. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. That's very I, Actually, it, we know it, it did happen one time, and it, I told all my friends because I was selling vacuums. You know? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I was selling shakes. Yeah, and, and three, Forex, uh it, uh, the reason it's not on the site is because I guess I generally feel like you shouldn't really have to know about it. It's what is it's it? foreign exchange trading. So it's short for Forex. Ugh, and I, basically it's like you there's a market and you could sell dollars and buy pounds or you know buy pounds and sell yen or all all the currencies. And you know that sounds like that sounds awful. Yeah, so you're you're not gonna make money. I'm look, dude. You're just not gonna make money on it. Probably, very probably. That sounds like one of those like the easiest thing you can do to think you can make money. Yeah, right? it, look, it's like oh, I, I was like I, I look look. No, you look. I was just in. 
I will. I'm looking <laughs> at you. I went to Canada uh, last week. I went to Vancouver. I have never been outside the country, and that was the first time I ever Are left. Are you serious? I swear to God. And so the first country nope. you were going to experience outside the U.S. was Canada? <laughs> Canada is the U.S., I thought that dude. was the safest bet. That's the safest bet, right? I, I guess it's the, the it's safest. The, it's the least, like, different than, than America, It's definitely right? safer than the U.S., so. <laughs> right. So so we, uh, I'm, I'm over there. Well, first of all, like, people don't believe me that I never left the country. But I was, I was in Portland right before I know that, you. I believe it. I, I've, I've flown on a plane with you. <laughs> I wish it on no one. I... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm not good at uh, airplanes, and so I get really drunk. Um, and you guys got the worst of me. Ever. I'm sure. I'm sure Steph it was has, the worst. Steph, no, no. Steph had to deal with me like a few times. She's like, "Dude, turn down your headphones." I'm like, "What? Huh?" She's like, "Jesus! Oh my God! You're so loud." So anyway, I was like, I was at a bar, and I was, I told, I'm like, I've never been outside the country. They're like, "No way!" And I'm like, "Look, look at my passport. No stickers. There's no stickers in my passport." Stickers. And the, the guy was like, the mere fact that you called it stickers means I know you've never <laughs> been outside the country. <laughs> anyway, when I was there, I was like, I was like, wow, this is expensive. Like it was, I forget what I paid for a couple of beers or whatever. And they're like, well, yes, but it's 25% cheaper to you because you're American. Hmm. And I was like, oh. And I bet like the, the next thought is like, what if I bought a bunch of Canadian dollars and sold them in America and made 25% more of my, you know. I just feel like there's... It doesn't work like that. It, it feels shady. I don't know. So, Am I wrong for thinking that? So, like, like stocks, you know, the dollar yeah. goes up and down and shit. So, so yeah, you're wrong in that. Because, like, if you literally okay. bought it and sold it back, you should get the same amount that you started with. But, uh... Like, dude, the, the thing is, there are all these investment banks with, like, millions of computers, and they're, they're, like, doing this stuff, and they're, like, listening to, like, the economic news, and I don't know, when Trump sneezes, they sell, and when he coughs, they buy, right. and whatever. Um, if it's complicated, you shouldn't do it, and you're not going to beat the banks, uh, and the, the also, guy only makes money you, selling you his fucking shit. Exactly. Excuse my language. To, if you're going to a seminar, yeah. God, I'm, I'm like, what kind of show is three this? sips in, I'm already cursing. It's a family so you know show. it's a good beer. Anyway, uh, yeah, if you have to go to someone's seminar to learn about it, he's not making money on, or that person isn't making money on Forex trading. He's making money selling shovels, right? Mm. So it's the same as the gold rush. The guy who made money in the gold rush is the one who sold the yeah. shovels. So it's, that's Look, that's if it's getting. really good, you won't have to find out about a semi- at a seminar because it'll just be like a right. parent and it'll be all over the internet and like everyone you know will be doing it. If it I mean, if you if it was really great, everyone would be doing it. Yeah. So invest in Bitcoin. That's what I'm talking <laughs> Oh, man. <sighs> another show. Another show. Mm. Okay. Uh, second question was, if you wanted to start drinking beer, where would you go? Like, where would be a good place to start drinking beer, I guess? And if you wanted to drink healthy beer, what would those suggestions be? Do you, do, like, I guess it depends on where you live, but liquor store would be a good place to start. And that's a, that's a well, I, funny if answer. Well, I were to imagine, the guy, the guy he, he's... Or lady. Or lady. They've started drinking. You're right. I don't know. Um, they, they started with... Bu- I know, but it's just, just funny you repeat it, lady. Or lady. <laughs> lady. I, I I don't know. I, where would you go? Because I I guess I had, I when I was in college I drank like Bush and like Natty Ice and <laughs> yeah no me, then yeah. I just drank mixed drinks because they were really bad. Uh, here's what I, I would go to a I would probably go to a brewery mm-hmm. 
and I would get a flight. Ah, yeah. I would get a, I would, meaning, if you don't know what that is, I would get really small pours of every beer they had on tap. And just, like, if they had, a, like, a wheat beer, an IPA, a pale ale, a stout, whatever the, whatever they have, like, try to go to a place that has multiple versions um, and just get a small five-ounce pour of each one and figure out what you like. That's what I would do. I guess it's a thing is because just because you like – what do you like? What's your what's your beer? Uh, my favorites, I love IPAs to death. I, as much as I want to get into other styles, and I do mm. drink every style of beer pretty much, I just always tend to lean towards IPAs. It's funny you say that. Laura went – and I, I love IPAs too, although they're not my favorite like Max. She always says it's like too flowery, and she doesn't you know like the – Oh. So you know, I guess it's depending on your, your, your buds. Yeah, I, and and if you want to drink healthy beer, I don't know what that. I would just say the healthiest beer you could drink is a beer with low alcohol. So, look for beers that are labeled sessionable. Mm. Session. Se- they make they make uh, at Founders has one breweries. called like literally Session IPA or something. No, they have one called All Day yes, IPA. All day. Yeah, you're right, right. Yes, which is fantastic. Mm. That's a fantastic beer because I think it's like four percent, and it's really flavorful. So that's the only, I mean, and unless you're looking for like gluten free and you consider that like the healthy mm. version, the uh, omission. Yeah. I was just going to say, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, wait, there's no, there's other ones. No, that's about it. That's what I would do. All right. Thanks for that question. <laughs> Yay. I like that question. I really do. We didn't even like put it in there for you. So. All right, what do you think? Uh, take a break or do question number three. What do you think? Mm. I say... <laughs> I was just going to disagree know. with you, whatever you said. Uh, let's let's take a... No, let's not take a break. All right, question number three. <laughs> All right, actually, let's take, let's take let's a break. Get into let's it. take a break. All right. Fine. All right, we'll take be right back. All right. Let's get into question number three. And this one comes in from Aaron. I don't know where from, but... The internet. Her name is Erin. My questions lie in the fact that my business is teaching yoga, and most of my income comes from the form of cash. When you look at my income on paper at tax time, it looks as if I am very, very poor. I teach four classes a week on the books, quote-unquote. In fact, my accountant asks me every year how I survive, laugh out loud, or LOL for short. I would love to eventually have enough cash to purchase a small building and be the landlord. I know I cannot get a mortgage currently. Do I need to save enough cash to buy the building outright, or is there another way to do this? I am years away from it, but I want to start planning now. Also, I love your show. It makes my commuting enjoyable. Thanks. Thanks, Aaron. It it took me a while. I was like, wow, those are like really expensive classes and i was like oh no it actually looks like she makes no money that's awesome right so she's she's mostly a cash business yeah Yeah. so uh awesome um the the one you're liking that yeah i'm really liking that but but here's a problem um matt have you ever seen the show uh ozarks yes so the problem with cash is if you don't report it you you like can't really spend it because so so uh, uh, fun fact, you know how all like the famous gangsters back in the day got caught? 
Yeah, tax yeah, fraud. Yeah, exactly. Like so. Right. That's how Al Capone like, got caught. They, they killed how many people? They sold all these drugs. It didn't did, matter. Right. But at the end of the day, they screwed up their books. And I always tell Laura, yeah. the last person I ever want to contact me is like an IRS auditor. Like then, yes, like my same. life will basically right. be screwed. So, mm-hmm. if you haven't been putting it on the books and you haven't been paying taxes on it, you can't really like you, you have like two options. One. Just like, I don't know, keep it in your mattress, bury it in your backyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I think this is like terrible personal finance advice to, to give. Yeah. Uh, because the option. Just buy gold and bury it in your yard, Ron Swanson style. I, I'll actually, okay, so I'll tell you what. Option two, and I won't go into details, watch Ozarks on Netflix. <laughs> I think it's a very instructive show and. Uh, what not to yeah, do. Perhaps it turns out you love nail salons, or I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, um. Mm-hmm. Or a yoga business? If I were you, I yeah, or another yoga business or something. I, I would be very careful with how you spend money that, you know, we are assuming. Not, I'm not saying that you haven't paid taxes, but if, if you didn't, you should be very careful. Well, I think you're looking at the wrong part of this question because really what she's asking is she really doesn't make any money on paper. Mm. So she right? won't get a mortgage. So she's probably not going to get a mortgage. Right. How can she but but how can she basically get a building? I I actually know how I would do it and I don't know uh, okay, so I actually I have an idea. So, um okay. and I forget the word for this, but there are oftentimes like people who own rental properties uh and mm-hmm. they want to retire and there is like some overhead like mentally and just dealing with this shit and so they want to get out, right? Um and uh, they just want the cash so they can go, you know, sail, sail a boat around the world. But oftentimes what they'll do is they will uh, loan it to you but with, like, no cash up front. And so you mm-hmm. essentially pay them interest, which may wind up being the vast majority of the rent. And over time, you... you so it's like rent to own, basically. Right. You know, where you yeah. do all the... You pay interest to them. Yeah, because if you want to be the landlord and you can't get a mortgage, you have to own the building somehow, Mm. right? And what if, I mean, could you do it where you got VC funding or some sort of like funding from an outside source to help you get the building and then eventually buy them out and then you do own the building? You you could. That that sounds like a lot of work, though. And. I know that's what a lot of house flippers do. They they actually like get other people with money to buy the houses for them. They flip it and then they take part of the profit. But so so like role play it where it's like uh, you have yeah. you want to get this property right, and so you're gonna put mm-hmm. a, a thing up on like I don't know um, Instalend for example. Instalend is like a thing okay, you could do this right. on. Uh, yeah, and then yeah, you have yeah. investors like me who will go and like read your prospectus on like what are you gonna do? Have yeah. you flipped a property before? Like right and how many customers do you have in your yoga Yeah, like, what do you expect to sell it for? What is your basis on that? And if none of that sounds yeah, appealing, yeah, yeah. and you've not done it before, like, spare yourself. Is there another... So, so she, okay. Basically, she's asking, like, what if she saved enough cash to buy the building you outright? Could, you could definitely obviously, you could definitely do that. Right. That obviously... Yes. Tr- yeah, that's going to work, right? And often um, cash, like, offers win. Because people don't want to deal with yeah. the bank. It takes, like, months to close right, and right. shit. Right. The, it's the... Yeah, I mean, honestly, like that—that's the best move, right? Right. Provided that's, you know this is all post-tax money, because the the worst thing 
as the IRS. Oh. Right? Like, you, it's not like you owe, often you might just go to jail. Wait, you just can't pay straight up cash for a building? No, you can. Like, cash that's not been taxed but, or not but, been claimed? But the, the problem is, so if, like, you had a Honda Civic, right? And yeah. uh, And actually, it, it may even be rougher with that because there's, like, a title with the car. There's a mm-hmm, deed with mm-hmm. the house, and there's house there's there's tax records and stuff like that, and so you know acquiring the asset, and you could do weird things like you can get the owner to say that they sold the house for ten dollars or something. Um, yeah. 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 But oftentimes, you know, people won't feel comfortable with that. Like, hey, I'm going to give you a million dollars, but just say you only took ten from me. Yeah. So is I mean so other than the cash thing like what's the best option what's the best alternative if you're doing well with with uh, your business perhaps perhaps yep. uh, put more of it on the books because uh, you could even do that for a shorter period of time and just it will appear like I mean you could buy it uh, sooner because you just let your yeah. life expenses go on this un- untaxed. Right, but okay. So, are you saying at that point that um, you should claim that cash that you get from your customers going going right? forward, going forward, so that on paper you do actually make money and you can get a mortgage right. and you can buy that right. building, or at least you can get a small business loan to buy that. Or building. you could look. It will look like say over the span of a year that you've actually earned enough money. To buy the building, yeah. and then it just looks and, like you have like razor thin expenses, like you saved everything. Right, where where you actually have yes. this cash from before. The other thing too, I know is uh, when you're self employed, when it comes to mortgages, you need at least two years of solid claimed income mm. for them to even consider you for a mortgage. I'm honestly definitely I, afraid of it because I feel like they're just gonna give me a hard time. Well, I did have a friend here who had a hard time finding how a many, house, and she's self-employed. How many years was she self-employed for? She's been uh, probably five. Yeah, that, that's my you know, thought. Is that even if you do it for a while, they're just going to be assholes about it. Yes, most, and she, and this is just anecdotal to her, but she ran into a lot of people who same like yeah, it was it was big banks, Chase, you know, bigger companies. She had a really hard time getting a mortgage until she found someone, a mortgage company or a broker, I'm not sure which which one, who understood her plight mm. and knew what to do to get her a mortgage. And it happened like super fast. You know, oftentimes it's like credit unions and stuff that will actually yeah, go to bat yeah. for you with, with lower rates, right. but they're not right. as easy to get into. Yeah, I'm not sure about when it comes to buying a uh, commercial property that th- rules may be mm. different. So I would look into that as well. But um, hopefully, Aaron, that answered your question, I hope, mm. or at least gave you some food for thought. We definitely answered questions. I don't know if they were yours. We definitely, <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move on. Ready? Yeah. Question number four. This one comes from Mike. I like that name. Yeah, I do too. Michael's a good It's name. a strong name. It's, ti- it's timeless. That's true. You know? I would name my kid Michael. The full Michael? So so not Mike. Well, yeah, Michael, but they call him Mike. You know, His name's sure. Mike. Well, yeah, but I'm sure it's short for you Michael. You don't know that. I don't know that. You're right. <laughs> His birth certificate says Mike, M-I-K-E. Michael sounds a little religious for me. Okay, that's mm. fair. 
It's fair. My my brother's middle name is Michael because of religious. I was gonna say it, it was things. probably disciple. Yeah, probably. I, I don't know. I actually don't know. I should know. I'm Catholic. I should know things like this. All right. So he said, hey, guys, I've been loving your stuff on rental properties. I have done my own research and definitely think this would be a good option for me in the future, maybe in the next 1.5 years. That's exactly how I think. I don't say one and a half years. I'm like 1.8 years from now. (laughs) 1.5. Everything's a decimal. Mm. However, most of my money is in the stock market right now, and I really don't want to touch any of it unless I have to. I, I would also, I mean. To interject, I'm kind of on that same path right now. If I'm going to be saving for a down payment on a house or two, should I keep that access cash in my bank account? That's a question. Mm. After listening to you guys for over a year, it's almost painful to imagine for me. Right? I read yeah. That. Okay. Uh, is it worth? Is it worth it to put it in a Vanguard fund where I would have about 15k, or into my Betterment account with 30k? I know you guys preach a lot about not investing money you will need in the short term, but I just want to make sure leaving it in my bank account is the best way to go. What do you think? I love how you're (laughs) looking at me for expertise at this point. I guess I can give you like just my gut reaction to this. Um, So I understand the idea. Like there's a really interesting, like risky proposition of being like, well, I'm not going to buy anything for 1.5 years and I have this money now. And if I stick it into an investment account, I could make some little extra. Could invest, be like you know, 10%, money. 12. Could be. Could yeah. be huge depending on how the stock market is. But it also could be the fucking yeah, opposite. Yeah, right? yeah. It could be huge. And so it's it's just it's just risky. And as an, as somebody who's pretty risk tolerant, um, I'm kind of on board with the put it in a stock investment account but i know that you might feel differently right now the thing is like depending on one i think in the short term you should have you should not have it invested right and two i mean two i definitely agree that it is super painful to keep it in cash but maybe the the biggest three is uh while you shouldn't try and predict the future if you think things are maybe a little crazy right now if if you're on Mm -hmm. the line you should lean towards more risk adverse and hold it in cash. If you see what's happening now and and you perceive it as good and you think good things will happen, then maybe you should lean more towards keeping it in. You you make a great point that it really depends on your political motivation right now. Mm. If you're on board, then you believe the economy is on a booming track. And all if signs point to that, you know. And I I'm not yeah. saying that's necessarily how I feel, but you Same. you should, you know, look at the end of the day, if you actually don't give a shit about anything happening, just keep it in cash. Yeah. Right? It's, it's a really easy yes. decision. Here's the other thing, too. Uh, yes, you won't make a lot of money, but if you're going to keep it in cash, put it in a high-yield mm. savings. Because 30K, in what's 1% of 30K? Um, I was like, I think 300. <laughs> Wait, no. so 10% is 3,000. Yeah, yeah, three hundred. So in a, in a year, you make three thousand bucks. I'm like a human calculator. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> Did you see me do that wow. difficult math, Mom? Are you listening? <laughs> My name is Andrew. I am a computer. <laughs> there, there's this great bank. It's called like CIT Group or something to that effect. And I think they give you like one point eight or one point nine percent. Are you serious about yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. Not city. No, group. no, no. Oh no. I'm sorry. Shit. You're right. You're like it's CIG. 
CIG, SIG. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm just double checking this, making sure my yeah, age yeah, is not. Yeah, make sure. Yeah, please. I mean, look, I use Ally Bank. I think Ally Bank, it's online. I think it's like, it might be 0. 0.9 I, or a little I was over right 1%. the first time. It's CIT, but it's bank. So if you Google Got CIT it. bank. That's so close to Citibank, though. Yeah. And look, so you, close. you could actually get a one-year CD from CIT Bank for 2.5% uh-huh. APY. So, so What CD would it be? Like a Limp Bizkit? <laughs> significant other? Yes, Matt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm but here. But look, if it's 1.5 years, you're definitely going to have it by 1.5 years. Yeah. And then you're in 2.5%. So at least you'll be right on par with inflation. So, yeah. I mean, obviously, if I'm, I'm on board with you with... Like, you know, how things are going. I, I, I would honestly, like, I say the risky part. I, I, I pointed that out knowing you would go the opposite mm. way. But if I'm being honest with myself. Thanks for teeing me up. I would. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Someone's got to <laughs> well, make I mean. me look smart. Right. So basically, I would do the same thing you're saying. I would I would keep it in cash, but I would keep it in a high yield savings. Mm. That's what I would do. I, I mean, Smarty Pig's another one. I think Smarty Pig's high. Look, look, look them up. up. What are they at now? I mean, obviously, this number could change in, I don't know, 24 Free hours. high-yield savings. It says savings rate up to 1.55%. Damn. See? 1.5, just at the amount of years you want to wait. Mm-hmm. I still think 1.8 is higher, but... What do you, what's, that's what CIT group is? So CIT has, uh, yeah, it's 1.85. I'm oh, sorry, 1.85. Um, for just like a savings account, a 13 month mm. CD is 2.25 and an 18 month CD is 2.5. Mm. Um, although their homepage says 2.5 for a one year. So anyways, you're going to do better if it's in a CD. And if you know you're not doing it for a year plus, just do that. I don't know if you know this, but CD stands for compact certificate of deposits. Nailed it. Nailed it. I didn't even have to look up anything. God. I just remember that from my childhood. Like CDs were all the ra- I mean not the compact disc version, but like CDs were all the rage back when no one like back at least in my neck yeah. of the woods where no one knew what investing Dude. was. They're like, "Oh, you got to get a CD." Green Day Dookie what, you put changed your money in a my CD? life. Green what? Day Dookie changed my life. That that's the that's the album? Yeah. That is, dude. I'll be honest with you. That's a seminal album. So for me. I bought, I bought three at one time. I am super proud to announce one. I'm kind of in the middle of the other, and I'm really ashamed of the third one. Well, now <laughs> we have to go down this road. So I'll tell you mine if you tell me yours. So I'm really, I'm really proud right. of Green Day Dookie. Um, yes, that's a yes. Uh, so was I. My my mom was super not thrilled that it had a parental advisory sticker. I, on I wanted it, the poster, but my mom said there was poop on it, so I couldn't have it. There was oh that was yeah. one. There's like. I think there's like naked boobs on it, like cartoon. Maybe boobs. my mom saw that and pretended like it was the poop. <laughs> That's true. Uh, it, uh, wait, wait, that was so you were in fifth grade. I don't, I don't remember these things. Oh, I was in sixth grade, mm. so I remember that. So you're you're younger than me, mm. so I yeah, see. Yeah. Wait, but you were really smart in oh, school, I don't, so you skipped ahead, oh, right? You were, you were, yeah. I was going to say, yeah, I was so advanced. This, I actually got my first CDs when I was thirteen, so I was just oh, a slow. Uh, no, I don't know when I got my first CDs. You're a late adopter. Yeah. Um, my middle one was Hootie and the Blowfish. Uh, That's not a bad right? one. I mean, it was good. I really enjoyed it, but they were just not cool. It was like, 
you know. Oh, I want to be with you. Yeah, and I, that's kind of how I would sing it by myself in my room. The dolphins made me cry. <laughs> I'm so glad you remember the lyrics. <laughs> Dude, that was like, that was one of those, I always talk about that band because they were one of the bands that the like, music was good. I listened to as a kid. Mm. Yeah, but I listened to it and my dad liked it too. <laughs> yes. You know, it's like, it was cross generational. Right, right. Yeah. And now he's solo. He is. Well, I mean, he Darius, was, Darius he was like, Rucker, the, yeah. anyways, so. Yeah. So, like I said, two CDs. You and me, we come from different worlds. <laughs> I could keep going, but let's, what's your third? Um, is this the one you're very not yeah, proud of? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, right, it is yeah, an yeah. excellent CD, and I definitely danced it out. I was why I was so thin. Yeah, I just danced to this uh, to the Spice Girls. Ooh, nice. All right. <laughs> I'll be honest. Uh, way late into my adult life, I actually I actually own a Pussycat Doll CD. Really? Yes, I absolutely loved that CD. Was it good? It was good. Yeah, it's not it's not my normal music, but I I really like stick with you. Good good track. <laughs> it's a good track. Um, I you know I only remember my first one. They're your first good one. Was, my first no 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 I just remember mm-hmm. I literally remember my first CD. It was Criss Cross. Ah, uh, dude, I remember it would come on to MTV, and yeah, like, I, I remember just like taking my pants off and flipping them around, <laughs> flipping them around, and just being <laughs> just twice as cool as I was before. Because yeah. everyone puts their pants on backwards. My favorite track on that was I Missed the Bus. You remember that no. track? I missed the bus. Ow. I missed the bus. I missed the bus. And it is something that I'll never, ever, ever do again. What? <laughs> no. Dude, I, I love that album. I think I, another one I had early on that I'm remembering is Salt and Pepper. Mm. And then, like... And then I, my dad just gave me, a, like, he just dumped a bunch of CDs on me, I guess, from, like, Columbia House or something. Like, all of the classic rock stuff. You know, like... He's Led like, you're Zeppelin, buying bad Floyd. shit, Matt. I need, I need to help yeah, your he taste. he was like, stop with this crisscross <laughs> nonsense. This salt and pepper. Just put, yeah, he just put, like, classic rock on me. And then I got into super into classic rock and sort of... It's a good good place to start. the rap R&B. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I'm not going to lie. All right. You ready to move yeah. on? After that little tangent, <laughs> it's it fun was. though. All right, it's all that matters. Question number five comes from Jenna, and by the way, I'm finished my beer, so things might get sluggish. <laughs> but thankfully, this is only a short mm. question. Hey, LMM team, I hope I didn't miss this in your podcast stream in the past, but could you do an episode on leveraged buyouts? I would love to hear you guys talk about LBO or this LBO term that keeps getting thrown around in the 2008 retail apocalypse in full swing. RIP Toys R Us. So, first of all, hold on. What happened to Toys R Us? Are they done? Uh, I think they just declared bankruptcy or, or like just as in a week or so ago and maybe when this goes live like a month They'll ago. They'll get saved, right? Th- that's one of those that's one of those businesses that still is very profitable, right? And people still, like, mm. kids still love going to Toys R Us, right? I don't know. You and I, I don't know I about you. I would go you. there to play, like, Sega and wait, like, you know, you don't, like, get to play for 10 minutes and then some mom would be standing there and, like, kick right. you off because their kid had to play. I don't know why I'm focusing on this Toys R Us mm. business, but to me, like, Toys R Us was... It was like Disney World. Oh, local, yeah. Local Disney World. 
It was the greatest thing well, ever. My, mo- my mom never wanted to go because whenever we were there, I asked her for everything. Right. Well, she just had to like say oh, no, no, out. no. You know. Dude, do you think like parents are just like more like absolutely not nowadays and that's why they're going in business? Because like just parents just don't want to subject their child to this material world that we currently <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think it's like you got to be wickedly good to compete with Amazon. You think it's Amazon? To but how does a kid? Uh, well, so all right. So here's what's happening, right? Kid sees a kids watching. We're also TV. assuming kids still play with toys. They have iPhones. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. I, don't, I loved look, Legos, but the internet didn't exist back then. Look, here's. I'll say this. I I live in a in a in a place where there's really not any kids, mm-hmm. and none of my friends have kids locally. But my friends back home in Philly and New Jersey and stuff. They all have kids, and, and they have toys friggin' everywhere. Mm. Same, I don't actually. Think it's, I don't think it's a problem, right? So here's what's happening, I, or at least my speculation, not being a parent. But my assumption is that parents or the kid watches TV, sees a commercial, Hot Wheels, whatever the, whatever the hot <laughs> – you could tell how dated my references are. I don't know. They're, they're watch, they're, they watch it. They see the commercial. They ask their parents. Their parents literally go on their phone. Buy it on Amazon. It's shipped to the house in two days, mm. right? Yeah. Is that that's what's happening? Yeah. You know, it was fun. Even at Christmas time, like they're buying it on Amazon. It's already wrapped. It's already in yeah. box. Oh my god! First of all, I would do that for gifts from my parents and stuff. Like have it already wrapped. Oh, me too. And, uh, me too. Laura was like literally buying something today, and we're so used to just buying shit, and it, and the shipping's free, and the shipping was yeah. three ninety nine, and she was like pissed, you know. And the the thing is, because we're spoiled, because shipping actually isn't free. People carry that shit to your house or drive it or right. fly it. Right. You know? Yeah. It has it has other implications rather than just our wallets, mm. right? You just like it's three ninety nine, but it's the point, you know. I will say that I definitely don't do retail shopping anymore because and this is this has happened in the last like year. Every time I go to a retail store, I always get super angry because they don't have the thing mm. I want. Like I went into Apple, Apple the Apple oh, store. They never have. And I'm the, like, uh, like the dude. I'm like, can I, can I get AirPods? You know, well, those, those are Air, super you know, popular, like, dude. I didn't know that. I didn't mm. know that. I'm in my house. I go to the store. It's two. It's it's a couple blocks away. I go to there and they're like, no. <laughs> I'm like, why did I? Why did, Why the fuck did I get out of my house? This is ridiculous. I could have ordered them on Amazon. <laughs> can you? I don't even know if you can. But no. I would have ordered them through Apple the store, the mm. Apple store, or whatever. And I and the same thing like I I go even like home brewing sometimes I'll go to the homebrew store and they're like eh, we don't have that I'm like why did I leave my yeah. house <laughs> I could have just, <laughs> just Amazoned it and like you can find things on Amazon that like I would never even think of like this is telling but I recently bought a can a spray can of like spray that stops sweat stains on your hat what I know look. <laughs> I bought I bought this nice hat. I bought a nice mm. hat, but it's like a trucker style, so it had like breathable room for my bald spot. And I use it for when I brew beer outside. It's it's been hot. It's been like a hundred mm. degrees here. I guess it makes. So sense. I bought this hat. Yeah. I bought a Patagonia hat. I'll say it. It was thirty dollars. It was not mm. cheap. And it, and like I wore it one day, and there's like sweat stains on the front of it. And it's like, like stuck like that. For, it's like done basically. It's yeah. ruined. Yeah. So apparently they make a spray. But 
where do you go to the store to find well, that? Like, you would never think I, I, to go to a store I to find that. I say, Googled it, and I found it. I thought you'd say, where do you go? And I was going to say, to the gym. So you're in gym. To the you're gym. Lose some weight, you don't sweat ass. out of your face. <laughs> Dude, it's hot here. It's like 100 degrees. Uh, no, I know. I'm Come just on. being an asshole. So, I'm so sorry. But that's fine. <laughs> I'm okay with being self-deprecating. But my point is is that you're not going to go to a retail store and find yeah. that. And even if you do, you're going to be driving to every friggin' store on the planet and you're not going to find mm-hmm. what you want. And and Steph and I were just looking for like, we're looking right now for small desks that are standing and sitting, but small, like small compact. Mm-hmm. You know where I'm going to find, you know, we went to Target, we went to World Market, we went to Staples. Uh. It's like, you know how much time we wasted? We could have just went on Amazon and go, oh, there it is. Staples? I used to only get desk chairs at Staples or like Office Depot. Now you go there and just like everyone's angry. Everything's broken. No no one. They also didn't even have, they didn't even have desks Mm. there. They're all like just garbage. So are we going to do an episode about leverage buyouts? And what is a leverage buyout? So actually, I think that is a brilliant suggestion. I think it is super interesting. Um... So I, I will drag you through it? the mud on it. But ele- so leverage buyout is when um, – ah, so iHeartMedia, um, the company that I used to work for, they have iHeartRadio. Yep. Uh, they, they just yep. declared bankruptcy. Um, but but they, they, wow. they make – Good thing you right? got out. It's like some, something about every company I'm in declaring bankruptcy. <laughs> <laughs> I swear it's not me. Um, okay. Well – you know, until proven otherwise. <laughs> so, so what happened um, is a private equity firm, which which essentially is mm-hmm. a, a group of old men with money, usually old men. They're, they're occasionally women or, are invited. <laughs> um, but, right. So it's a bunch of people with money, and they, they buy out other companies. Um, it's usually called like a hostile takeover. But what they do is they use the assets of the company they're buying and to, help, to help them buy the company. And so what happens is – Wait, what? I, I lost you. I'm sorry. So uh, – okay. So so imagine this. You were uh, Amazon and you wanted to buy yep. Toys R Us. You could yes. sell some of your own stuff and buy Toys R Us, right? You could like yep. uh, take out debt and buy Toys R Us. Um, yep. Or one way that you could do it is you could buy um, controlling stakes uh, – and and like not all of the company, but enough of the company that uh, you could use like fifty one percent. Yeah, right? and you, and you could use your control of the company to 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 basically uh, use its own assets so that you could buy it. Um, we we'll do a whole episode on it because it's kind of more complicated yeah. than that. But but essentially, uh, then this company is is la- like laden in debt. And oftentimes they make almost no profit for a very long time. Or in the case of iHeartRadio, mm-hmm. the debt is so huge they actually can't ever get out of it, and so they go bankrupt. But what happened? That sounds because, yeah. like so. So these companies come in and they do the leverage buyout, you know, using the company's own assets, and they 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 extract every dollar of value out. And when the company goes bankrupt, they don't care because they profited. Ah. Uh. Because they 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 got, got the company it. almost for free and da 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 da. Yep. But, yep. Yep. I all right. That makes sense. I'm wondering why Jenna wants to know about this. <laughs> um, th- there are times that it hasn't that it's not bad, you know. Uh, like 
uh, an airline could do could do that to buy another one, and it could come out better as a result. You know, right. I don't know. If- well, it could it, I mean, that wouldn't be the same as like absorbing another company and like just having their assets for yourself. Like if if Spirit or Spirit <laughs> Southwest bought Spirit, mm. maybe right, and go, we want all your planes. Is that that's not a leverage buyout, right? Because you're not leveraging their assets, right? Them so to, you to, to, and, okay. and we'll get into the details and we'll, we'll reach it, like f- research it fully. But essentially, like you can't fund it yourself or don't want to, because yeah. then it would be risky. Do you know anybody that you know anything about this Toys R Us thing? Like, did did somebody buy Toys R Us and do exactly this? Our, uh, and oh my god! This is the segment. <laughs> this is the this is. I wish have Google Music. Yeah. <laughs> Where we just, like, like while you Google, we just play music. I'm, I'm writing this article, and you know, like those asshole links where you, it like moves the mouse over to Google, slowly types in the word. Yeah, yeah, I'm yes, a, I kind of yeah, like me too. But actually, so apparently, this is exactly what happened to um, Toys R Us, and there's this great graph, and we will include it in the show notes. But basically, there you go. They had like almost no debt, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they had like over four, like five billion in debt. Um, and it was because of a private equity company. So, th- th- actually, it. it wasn't Amazon that killed them. It was a private equity firm. H- huzzah. All right. That sucks. Mm. Does that suck? Yeah. That yeah, sucks, that right? R.I.P. For show. Mm. All right. Well, that was five questions. We made it. How do you feel? I feel good. This beer is delicious. Yeah. Dude, I kind of really want. I do. I think I actually have a Flanders Red Sour Ale in my fridge. Look at that right there. That is yeah. Uh, oh, Brussels Beer Project. Mm. That's the name of the glass. Nice. Oh my god, the beer in Belgium. I don't even want to hear mm. it, dude. I've never left the country. You know that. Well, if you were going to and you wanted to be on like a ten-hour something, you know, I, I I've you know I'm not a very good traveler. I was there, but I think. Yeah, I, I know. I know. I, I I think that either Oktoberfest in Germany or just going to Belgium could get me on a plane across an ocean. Do you know when Oktoberfest is? September. Yeah. That that was mind-blowing to me. That was your trick question. <laughs> we, we were trying to plan a trip, and it, it didn't work out because we were too late. Really? <laughs> you thought it was an Oktoberfest? Yeah, I mean, it's, it says Oktoberfest. Yeah. You would... I know, yeah. I mean... Honest mistake. Mm, those Germans. But yeah, it's in September. Yeah, I think it has something to do with like an old German wedding mm. or something. It's like some like wedding celebration thing. But I, I could, I, you know, that's one of those things like I don't really have a desire to go many places in the world, but that would be one. I th- Both of those places I think I could go to. And I'd want to go to um, Cologne, Germany as mm. well because I want to drink. Kolsch's. Ah. I, love, I love Kolsch's. You like you drink Kolsch's at all? Grolsch? No. I, I don't know what that is. I believe a Grolsch is a brand of some Container other or something. I thought those bottles. Yeah. The, no, what's a Kolsch? Oh. Yeah, serious? I have no idea. Oh, it's it's kind of like a... It's a light German oh. ale. It's kind of like a... It's kind of like... It, it's a more... To me, it's like a more flavorful lager, like a Bud Light. Right, right. Or maybe maybe more like a Budweiser mm-hmm. or something. I love them because they're not Budweiser. <laughs> they're, they're they have uh, their ales and their I don't know. I like them. And whenever I see them in the summertime, I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll drink one of those. Mm-hmm. You know, something like like sometimes you just want a basic beer, yeah. right? Like sometimes you're tired of drinking the sours and the sweet stouts and the 
IPAs something easy like, you don't have to think about. Yeah, just like give me a fucking beer, mm. man. I don't know. That's how I feel. Anyway, uh, all right. Well, if you missed anything in this show, we will have everything in the show night. Show. <laughs> okay, one beer, dude. Wow. I'm just getting back into things. Okay. We'll have everything in the show notes. You can either check your preferred podcast app or visit listenmoneymatters.com slash show. Please subscribe wherever you normally listen to podcasts. And please tell your friends about us. Point them to your favorite episodes, and hopefully they'll become a subscriber too. Just like you. Just like you, friend. Do you subscribe to listen? Money yeah, Matters? obviously. Yeah. Yeah, all right. You got you to gotta get those numbers. That's right. Up. You keep downloading. I'm not gonna be able to sell ads if I'm not downloading the show. (laughs) Gotta keep hitting the button. (laughs) Yeah. If you have any questions or topics you'd like us to talk about on the show, please email us at listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. Also, all the tools and resources we normally mention on the show are available at listenmoneymatters.com slash toolbox. And did we mention anything on the show? Mm. I don't think we mentioned uh, any so, tools today. Uh, no, but if you want something to optimize your 401k things, mm. there is Bloom, B, three uh, O's. With three O's. It's, it's there. Yeah. Uh, and then also, if you want to analyze your 401k, Personal Capital is awesome. And it's, it's on there. So just, do you use Personal Capital? Uh, I do. Nice. Sweet. So you can find that at listenmoneymatters.com slash toolbox. So that's it, man. Nailed it. All right, later, Later, dude. Please tell your friends about this show. (laughs) 